0: Welcome back to what the fertility today is exciting because it's just Kat and I, we are bringing it back to our first episode, how we uh, just had just us on and we're excited just to kind of break down some adoption stuff. Um, Both Kat and I have our different stories with adoption. So we're excited to kind of just break it down and share it all with you. So welcome back.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. And I sound um, wonderful. So getting <laughs> over my first ever COVID experience after two and a half years of not.
0: Yeah. Of course, um, while you're pregnant too. Like.
1: I know. Well, I'm pregnant with COVID. So that's actually been interesting, but it's not been that bad. Um, and I'm actually super thankful it's just Amanda to judge me. And I guess. I'll <laughs> right.
0: <at least. laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm sorry that you don't feel well. That stinks. Um, but we... Basically, this episode is really mostly just going to be kind of talking about embryo adoption. Kat has her um, story with adoption. Obviously, it's not complete, but um, she can kind of talk a little bit about that, Um, but we really wanted to. We've had some questions about, you know, adoption. A lot of people are interested in it, so I think it's a good place to start.
1: Yeah. And before we even jump into that, I mean, gosh, what are we, is this like our 25th episode?
0: I think so. This is so fun.
1: So crazy. We've done so like, I'm just so proud of us. Like in our first six months, um, we're so funny. We share everything. So like, I have to, you know, like the two factor authentication. Like anytime I want to look at something, Amanda has to like be on her phone. But we, this podcast, it. I'm just so impressed. We've been live for six months and it's so crazy. That's
0: half a year.
1: Half a year, which would make sense, right? If we were planned to do 52 episodes. And Wait, I feel missed, like we
0: need a party. <laughs>
1: yeah. We've only missed one episode, which was. Um, was it Memorial? No, I don't know. We've missed only one Monday, and we have over fifteen thousand listeners. Like you guys, what? yeah, it's so crazy. And then the retention rate's even crazier because my husband was like, "Well, do they really listen to the whole thing?" Oh oh, that's and amazing. Like, yeah, like we have a seventy-nine percent retention rate, so they're listening. Basically, eighty percent of those fifteen thousand are listening to over seventy-five percent of the episode.
0: That's so crazy. So like
1: what? Cool. I mean, we're so thankful. Like the fact that
0: anyone even wants to listen to us talk. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That was so crazy.
1: Did you see the DM this morning? Um, it was like, so we get all these requests and I need to today go through some of them. And sometimes when you get requests with people you're not friends with, they kind of sit in, in like the wrong bucket. But yeah. I just thought it was so sweet. She wrote us a super long thing about just like yet. how she says, hi there. I've been keeping up with your podcast for a few months now. and wanted to thank you for sharing your personal stories as well as others on their difficult fertility journey. I live in Charlotte and your podcast was recommended by a friend since we've been trying to have our first for about a year now. We just found out we lost our first pregnancy and I'm beyond grateful for the raw and real information you and all of your guests have shared As stressful as this whole process is, I'm so thankful I have an idea of what I can expect during this time. I felt well-informed to ask questions and advocate for myself and my husband during this time with our provider. Please keep up the wonderful work supporting people everywhere in their journeys. And she goes on and on, which is like, how amazing. Oh,
0: that is. I mean, that is literally why. We started this. Yeah, honestly. I was like,
1: I was like perfect timing to get that because I'm like gonna struggle yeah. to get on today. And what? Yes. Uh, oh, oh I love, love that. And I know um I've had guests actually reach out and I haven't sent this to you, Amanda, but like um remember Kate with the endometriosis or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. she reached out and said, um, and I don't know if you guys know this either, but she is actually due in like seven, eight weeks. Which so crazy It's crazy because she so struggled exactly. for years. Yeah, had the laparoscopy and got pregnant the next month. Which yeah, I love just... it. So, anyways, somebody listened to the episode. Some random person, that, like across the country, did the same, you know, procedure and then followed the same method. What was the Stop method on. called? Do you remember?
0: No, I know. I obviously I know what you're talking about, but I can't looking, remember right
1: now. Oh, Napro. Yeah,
0: yeah. It says, yeah, yeah.
1: And it? she's, and now that girl got pregnant after several years. So it's like the podcast. Wait, that's like, so cool. Yeah, that's it's like babies, babies. And yeah. And then, okay, we'll get back to adoption. But the last thing, which I feel like you and I still need to talk about offline is we have our next, not this episode, but the next recording, we have an OBGYN that's going to come on um, and talk to us all things about how the overturning of Roe versus Wade is going to affect like. Effect- Oh, OBGYN clinic and IVF. And it's such weird timing because we scheduled this like two months ago.
0: Yeah, no, this is such perfect timing. And I know, I mean, just being in all the like fertility Facebook groups and like all of that, like people, I mean, they want to know answers. They are Upset, obviously, and they have so much to say. And so I think this is going to be really, really good.
1: It'll be really great. She's actually one of my OBs here in Charleston. And just for oh, like cool. legal purposes, we'll probably yeah. get some of that information out. Yeah, um, yeah. But she's kind of spearheading the groups down here of trying to get the questions. And with my job, you know, I'm working with our ops council and I'm working with like medical malpractice insurance companies to get things changed and in writing for, you know, emergent cases and how it's going to affect ectopic pregnancies, molar pregnancies, which is something I hadn't thought about. Like you present with a molar pregnancy, which is, can be cancerous. And so the best line of treatment is chemotherapy. You can't do chemotherapy if you're pregnant for nine months. So kind of getting into that. um, There's just a handful of things that she's already addressed with me that I'm excited to kind of touch on. So Uh we'll, let's hopefully do like the Q and A for that one. I think for sure. I think a lot
0: of people have lots to ask.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Let's jump into adoption. Yay! well, as
0: most of you, if you've listened to our first episode um basically adoption is a huge part of my story um and how we have our son um so we did embryo adoption and it is like so crazy how it even all happened I mean I know like we've shared our whole story but it's still it's actually really funny I so someone that my mother-in-law works with um is has like re- reached out to me numerous times and we're meeting next week because she wants to do embryo adoption so she and her husband like they have like all these questions and everything and she's like really interested in like how ours happened and not necessarily it works this way for everyone I mean I literally found a woman through Facebook of how we got our embryos which is yeah. still so crazy
1: which I just feel like it was even more like meant, meant to, be. to be oh for sure and like, I've, we didn't mention this, but we've already recorded this episode and lost it. So, so, well, gonna, Run.
0: so round two,
1: which is so great. The only episode we've ever lost is, it's so the weird. one it.
0: yeah, that's fine. I mean, if it's going to happen, I'd rather it be us for sure.
1: Right. So embryo adoption. So basically, I'm My gosh, it's been so, so long since we recorded back in December. I mean, I'm not sure what you've shared with listeners before, but I know we've gained oh. a ton of new ones. So. Do you want to kind of start like where you, how you even came across embryo adoption? Yeah. Um, So,
0: yeah. So it's still so weird. And I think I like talked about it last um, time, like we recorded about just our whole story. But basically my sister was watching the Today Show and it's so crazy to me that like, that's how we found out about it. Because I mean, I had been going through... IVF treatments and like go, seeing a fertility clinic and like no one had mentioned up to this point, like embryo adoption. They like, we kind of briefly discussed like possibly like an egg donor, but never like actual embryos. Um, and so my sister was just like watching the today show and this like family was talking about embryo adoption. And so she like immediately called me and was like, oh my gosh, do you know what this is? Have you heard of this? You need to look into it. That's like so literally crazy. what? So That's crazy. So crazy. So of course, being me type A, as I think Kat and I mentioned probably every single episode, how we are (laughs) so like detail oriented and everything and research everything that, um, I immediately like started Googling and I was like, what is embryo adoption? This is a thing. Like I can carry this baby. I can like breastfeed. I can do all the things that like, I was like really, really yearning for to be able to like have through natural pregnancy. Um, And so then quickly I asked like our IVF clinic and started asking questions to our doctors and everything was like a long wait. And after going through it, not to like discourage anyone because like it's how traditional adoption is too. Like you, it's a long wait. It's a process, right? Like it's nothing is like immediate. Um, And the same thing with like the clinics was, it was like a two-year wait for um like tested embryos and there's like obviously untested and tested embryos um in clinics like all over the world.
1: And so I think so embryo and you have to educate me on this. So embryo adoption and embryo donation or exchange. Those terminologies are like exchange super yes I, mean, I so, do it all the time too. For sure. I say
0: it as well. So technically yeah like I think they just interchange. So I think it just kind of depends who you talk to because I mean, I did, I technically had them donated to me, but it's like still true adoption because I had to get like legal contract, like I had yeah. to get
1: contract there.
0: Yeah. Like, so I still had to go through it. So I think the term just kind of.
1: So I guess my question was, cause I know you were talking about a clinic and then we'll get into like, you actually had them donated through a family you met in, on Facebook. So yeah. do you know, if you're in a clinic, do you have to pay for those embryos through like the clinic program or are those donated? And then it's the same cost.
0: I believe, and it may differ, um, obviously from every clinic, um, from how it was perceived on our end here in Charlotte from our clinic was that these embryos are donated to the clinic. So the clinic has them there and then you're on like a wait list. And then when basically it's like your turn, you then like have those embryos and then you would still pay for like the IVF side of it, like the transfer, the medicine, all of that. And so then you're just for that.
1: And then just to like, even clarify even further, like people that haven't been through IVF, it's really the back end of IVF. You're not yep. having to do the egg retrieval no. yep. and all those STEM shots that are like scary in the beginning. You have to do the PIO shots, but
0: yeah, so I did those for 13 weeks, but geez. oh my. yeah, God. so you'll still do the all the medicine, you'll still have to go in, you know, for monitoring and do all that. Um, and then, yeah, you just do the transfer procedure process and then you'll go and just like obviously do your betas but you don't have to do the egg retrieval which is yeah
1: <laughs> so you got me gosh I was all into embryo adoption donation like you got yes. me into all these Facebook groups do you yes. um do you remember the name of the one that you matched in
0: the- yeah so I still I actually just that that woman I was just talking about I just added her into it um it's huge now which is so crazy like before I feel like when I was in it, it wasn't as big, but big. But now there's like seven thousand members in it. Um, but it's literally just called Embryo Adoption and Donation Support Group. So basically, all of these women like are you know telling their stories too. So it's not even necessarily like a match support group. Um, but people you know go and comment on there and say, hey, I have three remaining embryos if anyone is interested, but then they're also like, Hey, I'm pregnant from our embryo adoption. So they kind of have all different, um, like things that they talk about in this group.
1: Yeah. And you put me in it and I was like very serious about it. Um, and then I, you know, my reasoning was, I thought I couldn't hold the pregnancy. So that's why we kind of went the traditional adoption route. But, um, I, I matched with a family within the week. Well, maybe it was a couple, maybe it was a couple weeks and, we can go into like how all that works because you have a unique situation. And so a lot of times, like the woman that's, if they, depending, like if they have 14 embryos, yep. they're likely not going to give it to one family. So yeah. that was kind of my situation where she was splitting it up. I think it was like four or five families. And I yep. was like it's a little. As... It
0: definitely gets tricky. Like the more embryos people have, especially if, you know, yeah, the, the recipient doesn't want all 14. But, but yeah, but like. To break it up.
1: Yeah, but just even, and we'll hear your story in detail, but just even that, like those private Facebook groups, like compared to two and a half years, we Mm -hmm. both kind of got some hits within that first month, which was really- Yeah, it is. And I know it
0: sounds like almost even like Craig Like it sounds like it could be sketchy, but I promise like it's not. Like there is definitely, I mean, I'm you know, living proof of that that we adopted three um three you Facebook. are
1: and the girl that matched with me oh my gosh like when I say match but the girl that reached out to me we're still friends she found me on Instagram so she supported my whole IVF cycle like because yeah. we had we started exploring this prior to our transfer and now she's supported me through my pregnancy like it's I, I hear like I hear the Craigslist thing but at the same time it's almost cooler because you can dive into their photos from like seven years oh, ago. I
0: hardcore stalked, like I mean, you can see their kids. I, oh, everything you got to see. So I mean, yes, for sure. And I'll go into ours, but like, oh yeah, I stalked hardcore for yeah. sure. Which I is was like, like I you know you're not like crazy, and
1: <laughs> yeah. Which so like that brings us to the point of like, what do you get? Because did you ever even get to look at a profile through the clinic or no? So you basically so, up-
0: so ours is a little bit different because we they this family used a sperm donor. So the egg donor is who like we have an actual relationship with, but the sperm donor, he is anonymous. So my situation is a little bit more different than I guess it would be if you just like matched with a, a, like, a couple that has embryos that they're just donating. So you would know both of them. Um, so for ours, we did get like the sperm donor profile from the clinic that they um, like actually created the embryos at.
1: So let's start with like exactly what happened. So, your sister started on on TV. She reached out to you. You immediately found Facebook. And did you post or how did that work? I did.
0: So, yeah. So, I literally immediately, like I said, I researched. I was talking to the IVF clinic and I was like, oh my gosh, two years sounds miserable after going through years already of fertility. I wanted a baby so desperately we already had started looking into traditional adoption again. It was like that long wait. And so I was like, okay, well, let me just like start looking at support groups on Facebook, seeing like other people's stories. If they have any like tips, advice, tricks, anything I can, I can do. So I found this one exact one that I just said, the embryo adoption and donation one. And I basically just posted like, Hey, I am like thinking of possibly doing embryo adoption. Like if anyone has any like advice for me or really anything they want to share just let me know like I don't know anything like as basic and generic as that and I'm not kidding from that one post my entire life changed which is so crazy like I feel like that's in itself is just like totally a god thing that it was meant to be like really like Facebook
1: truly changed your life
0: literally like what
1: And can continue because you have multiple so like oh yeah. siblings yeah. like genetic siblings you still have the option to transfer those yep
0: yeah. so kind of fast forward so then we get a message literally within a couple of days um and it is like they had people commenting just like saying all sweet things you know advice um, well, it's overwhelming
1: too, though, right? Because aren't there like hundreds of oh,
0: people flood in for sure? Yeah. Which I mean, yes, is great, but then of course, you know, that's a lot to read as you're trying to figure out even like what embryo adoption is and yeah, all that. But yeah, so we got a Facebook message, and basically she was just like, "Hi, like we have been looking for a family to donate like our remaining embryos to. Would you like want to have?" Um, like a talk to see if it's like a good match on both ends. If you're serious, like I have um, like a questionnaire type thing that I would love to send to you. And like if we feel like the answers like meet like what we're looking for, then we'd like set up a Zoom call. And I was, I literally looked at Chris. I, I mean, so I'm very much like 100% yes, like don't even really look into the details. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> let's do it. And Chris is definitely more of, like, the rational one of, like, okay, like, let's actually, like, fact check this. Is she, is this, like, woman serious, all that. And um, he did, and we did, and we answered the questionnaire, and she was, like, yes, like, you on paper, are like exactly what we're looking for. Like, let's set up a Zoom call, and everything happened really fast. Like and things moved quickly. And
1: I, you talked about this in our deleted episode that we can't find, um, <laughs> and it it really relates over to tra- traditional adoption too. Like when you were filling out that questionnaire, I remember you saying you were like, we were as honest. At, we were so freaking honest because yeah. it's for the child. You know, you can fib, and same with traditional adoption, you can write. Yeah think that the birth mother is going to want to read um or the family's going to want to read but like it's so important to be just so honest and transparent. oh my gosh
0: yes well because so for her specifically and it is different for every like family that's donating if they want you know an open or closed adoption semi-open whatever it may be and um she had told like told us from the beginning that she wanted an open one and like a semi-open I guess it's really just fully open at this point um but um So, like, if it's not a good fit, like, if I'm lying on a questionnaire, like, she's going to know that, and that's going to then change the whole relationship moving forward if we do get picked, because, I mean, she'll be in our life.
1: And for the sake of the child.
0: Well, yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. So, yep, we were completely honest, and I mean, she asked questions about, like, where we stand with our, like, politics, religion, I mean, all of the things that is in your, like, normal everyday life of how you would raise a child, I feel like that's a huge...
1: Yeah. Huge. It's the same for traditional adoption. I mean, like they even, I know we had to say no to one case because the mom was like, could you promise you would send them to private school from kindergarten to 12th grade? And that's just not something that my husband and I believe in. Yeah. And it's like, no, we, we can't. And so yeah. we were completely excluded from that case, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah. Cause you're like, you said, an open adoption, you're, you have this relationship with that that family yep. now and yep. how like if you're gonna lie up front that's just
0: not even a good setup for exactly life. so so yeah so we were like completely honest she liked our answers and we then jumped on a zoom call with them and this is like right before Christmas so talk about how holidays are stressful in itself and we're literally
1: emotions.
0: oh just the emotions running high I'm obviously so nervous because I'm like meeting this like couple um, but basically, we have yeah, like a Zoom call. She meets us. They live in Michigan, so not here, so we couldn't do it in person because we're in Charlotte. Um, and we have a conversation. She asks us a bunch of more questions, kind of bouncing off of the original questionnaire. And she then is saying that she like still has a couple other people in the running, and of course, ah. you know, stomach drops. Then because I'm like, no, I thought it would just maybe be us left or whatever. Um, But there was two other couples that she was still looking into. And this was the day before uh, Christmas Eve. I like, it's literally the best day ever because (laughs) you'll see why. So we hang up, we have, it was really well. She was like, okay, after the holidays are all over, after new year, like we will give you a call and let you know what the, like, if it's yes to you or no to you and what will happen. So, which of course stinks because. Now I'm, like, waiting two weeks of, like, yeah. not even two weeks, but, like, a week of just, like, agonizing, like, over the yeah. whole situation. Well, literally 10 minutes go by. So we, my in-laws, like, are here, and we, like, ran upstairs because we, like, made everyone, made sure, like, no one was, like, in the in the zoom like call and everyone was super quiet and you know picture like trying to make it as like picture perfect as like possible and i feel like you can even relate to that of like when they do like a home study like you want yeah. everything perfect right was it's
1: like, embarrassing yes yeah like,
0: but like you think of everything and i'm like oh my gosh what if like the blinds don't look good enough should we move to this couch like what well, should i like yeah yeah so you overthink it all the whole thing and they're not even caring I mean they don't yeah. even look at that stuff
1: I know we went we had like clean like under cabinets and stuff and the guy didn't even go upstairs yeah right what it's like
0: that? we we do it in our head so we make it so much worse for ourselves but but when you're this desperate for a child like it I mean it's,
1: yeah.
0: it happens it's
1: like this yeah is how I we, think I think everyone listening could probably could likely relate to that oh
0: um, for sure so anyway we run upstairs we're like telling my in-laws how it all went and all of a sudden I like look down at my phone and like we're getting a call from them so I'm like oh we have to and it was a zoom call again like it wasn't oh. like a normal call like it was a um like FaceTime
1: I know the lighting's bad you i like, so I literally like,
0: I'm screaming at Chris and I like I actually hope they listen to this one day because they have no idea about this but I'm like screaming at Chris. I'm like, run downstairs. We have to go back to the same spot. So we're like sprinting, but he's like, answer the phone. Like you're going like you to miss that spot
1: for <laughs> your life.
0: <laughs> so I, uh, so we go back and we're sitting in the chair. I finally answer and I'm just like, hi, like acting, you know, like I didn't just scream at Chris and freaking out, but it's fine. And so, um, they then are like, Um. So we actually made our decision. Like we already made up our mind. Um. And we just didn't think you needed to wait like through the
1: holidays. And Um, so right then, like at that point, were you thinking like at that point where you're like, oh, we didn't get chosen, or you kind of?
0: So I mean, they were smiling. So I like immediately in my head first was like, when they called right back, I was like, oh, this is probably bad news. But then when I saw them and they were, like, smiling and, like, then I was, like, oh, my God, are we about to get picked? Like, is this really happening?
1: That has to feel so good because they clearly had zero reservations.
0: Oh, zero. And so they, like, immediately just were, like, yeah, we couldn't wait to tell you. Like, so then they picked us and everything just moved. I mean, I sobbed on the phone. Like, sobbed. Oh, it was the best news of my entire life.
1: I mean, I just remember, and we'll get into your, to your story, but like, I remember you had a failed IVF cycle, like where you just didn't yep. get any embryos. And then the next thing I know you're like pregnant. I was Literally. like, what just
0: happened? Yeah, I mean, it all like happened so fast. So like, yeah, we had all of our embryos every time we never got to transfer anything because every single, we had, we had two rounds of IVF and they just, every time were abnormal embryos. And so they were missing all different chromosomes. There was no like. And you did back
1: to back. So that was like a whole year of IVF. And then like Uh, right at the last week of the year, you get these. Literally. So our 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 failed one was
0: in like November, October, November timeframe where we're, and then we like announced like, Hey, we're going to do traditional adoption. We started looking at that. And then, like, I literally had a call, like, a week before with, like, an agency talking about traditional adoption. Yeah. And then it all just, like, moved very fast.
1: Because of your sister and the, it was the Today Show, right? Literally the Today Show. Like, thank you, (laughs) Today Show. That's so (laughs) You literally changed your lives. Okay, so you have the best holiday season, and I'm Um, sure, like, a week goes by, or do you But at this time, we were
0: told, too, which there's three embryos and we knew the genders. So like, I literally knew the genders of our babies before we even like transfer. I mean, I know through IVF, obviously people do that all the time, but like just through adult, I don't know. It was just so cool. I was like, at Christmas, I was like, well, I know what
1: we're having. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So then everything, everything, you must've done everything so fast because basically you got pregnant in March, right?
0: Yes so i immediately like so we're in charlotte the clinic is in michigan so i knew things were going to be like harder to navigate because obviously the clinic is not here and my clinic here which may be different for other people but they will not let you do monitoring there unless the embryos are there
1: that's super common from my experience of calling around charleston because i called like four different clinics because the girl that we had matched with obviously her embryos weren't at these clinics she didn't live in South Carolina and they were like no like we won't even transfer or monitor unless you go through our donation oh wow
0: so like ours here said if we transferred the embryos from Michigan to Charlotte then they would do my monitoring do the do actually the transfer procedure and do everything but I couldn't like at this point I was so scared to like do anything because this was like you know, the first time we've had like really good news. And so I was like, we'll go to Michigan. We're not go. I'm not taking it. Well, it's cases. the first time
1: you have an embryo.
0: Like you, yeah, hey, I, literally. Think about that. I mean, obviously we had gotten pregnant naturally after like a year trying. And so we've like, ha- I've seen a positive pregnancy test and then we lost that baby, but this was the first time, like we had a healthy embryo because yeah, they were tested. Yeah. I made sure of that that was another huge thing. Um, that we wanted to make sure of is that they were all tested embryos and they were healthy babies. Oh. And yeah. So yeah, I was like, no, we're going to Michigan. We're not going to.
1: And so to like, so, okay. So on the, the 23rd or 24th of December, right. You guys get the call. You say yes. So what happens next? Do you, get a lawyer? Does she have a lawyer? We both got lawyers. Okay.
0: So yeah, we both got a lawyer. Um, she got one that was like local to her in Michigan. I got one here um and basically if they write up a contract um and I mean at this point also like before we're making things legal like I want to see paperwork of like knowing you know the embryos are actually like tested and um they're healthy and she sends me all the information of the sperm donor so we get to see his profile um and it's which is really cool we got to like hear his voice as an adult so that was really cool to hear um but yeah, we got to see all of her. She sent me paperwork on her. So I knew like her health history. Um, but yeah, then we hired a lawyer of both sides. They basically write it up, just like stating exactly what she wanted in there. So like it's going to differ again with every couple of what they're like wanting for her. She wanted um, at least once a year, a meeting in person and then like photo updates throughout the year. And that was kind of it, as long as the only other thing she wanted was to make sure that we used all the embryos and that we didn't, uh, like discard of them.
1: Yeah. And you, you're pretty much like, I feel like yours has been above and beyond communication than that.
0: Oh yeah. So we are in like a Facebook group with, so there is three families. So she had, um, created six embryos, two went to another family, three went to us, so there's three families in all that were in a Facebook group. And so they're like full biological siblings, which is so fun. So, cool. so Ben has three sisters right now, which What's is the, really the coolest
1: of all of that is that they all resulted in live births. Like, yes,
0: literally. So we're three for three right now. Wow. Yeah. Which is so crazy.
1: And you have two left. I right? have two
0: left. Yes. So Ooh. we're exciting. I know we're excited. We'll definitely transfer it. I think. Within the next like year and a half, I think. Oh we'll my gosh, start.
1: you've never said that. that. I, whenever you post, it's so cute. Like my friends that like just know me personally and follow our stuff, they'll see like the what the fertility Instagrams. And they're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, is Amanda already gearing up for another transfer? And I'm like, I know, don't, <laughs> don't think so. No, that no, that no, no, no. My goal is so I turn 30 next
0: year. And uh, I and I know no that no. sounds crazy of like, I want to be able to go like away out of the country go to 30 and not have to like worry about shots
1: or yeah I
0: want to be able to drink Wait, did
1: you say next year or this year
0: so next year I turned 30
1: okay you're so young
0: yeah yeah sorry
1: Baby I literally am having our daughter on October 1st or in that time frame and I'm yeah. 31 yeah and then my birthday is literally six weeks later so I'm just like I can say I have my first yes. time at 31 it's 100% you can Perfect. but it's really 32 but okay it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's still all young. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, gosh, nowadays. Uh, yeah, it can happen at any
0: point. Yeah. So, but so no, I-, I wanted to do it after I turn thirty. So when I get back from wherever I go, whether it's oh, that's perfect. I don't know where I'm going, but definitely gonna plan something. And I want to start the like transfer procedure and process for all that and get it all geared up when we get home. And my birthday's in October, so
1: that's awesome. That's the goal. Oh, so you have like October of next. Okay, but gosh, we're already in July. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. So I turn 29 in a couple months. And yeah. then, but next yeah. year is I turn 30. And so then Ben will be two at the time. So. not that
1: planning. I'm laughing so hard. I can't wait for us oh. to listen to this when you're actually 30 and <laughs> life's just not done what we thought. <laughs> I
0: know. I'm sure it won't probably get, like, I mean, I, mean I, I already have Ben's first birthday planned. So. That's awesome. <laughs> okay.
1: If you're a repeat listener, then you guys know exactly who Bailey Henry is, the author of Having a Baby and Other Things I'm Bad At. She was on What the Fertility this past June, talking about her book, Living Life with Infertility, and now her new role as mom. So we really wanted to help Bailey on her goal to bring awareness to her book and sell as many books as possible in 2022. So having a baby and other things I'm bad at is something that we really believe in. I read it in one sitting. It is the perfect read for anyone who has been touched by infertility, miscarriages, or the loss of a child. Starting with her own journey with infertility, Bailey Henry tells stories to provide hope in the darkness. Her raw honesty and lighthearted humor combined with real life situations make this a must read for anyone who has Struggled. You can get your copy today on Amazon or Audible. It will actually happen, but
0: yes, our plan is then to transfer the next one when he is um, two. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. But going back to that was like a whole tangent of like how it all happened. So basically, yeah, like we just matched on Facebook. We went through the legal side of it, and then we had to go through like the clinic side of she had a transfer like in, I guess, I don't know if it's just like paperwork or whatever they have to do, but just basically at the clinic, then it's now my embryos legally owned and it's not like hers anymore. So like she couldn't do anything with them at that point.
1: Yes. And so then do you go, I know you did the transfer in Michigan at her clinic, but were you able to do all the pre stuff at your clinic?
0: So that was a nightmare. (laughs) So it. it really, honestly, it was, and it honestly is like it gave me so much anxiety. So if you could find somewhere like more local, I highly recommend it because like I said earlier, our clinic wouldn't do any monitoring here in Charlotte. So I had to like find people that were like private to be able to do, cause you have to still get lab work done. I had to get all of these specific labs and you had to do like certain shots, you know, the certain days and your lab work has to show something. And so if I didn't get it, that specific like time frame then like my transfer could have gotten postponed. Yeah. Like we are obviously going to a different state. So we had to get like an Airbnb. I mean, everything was already like planned out and booked.
1: But even though that's probably like the most complicated situation of it, which is probably the most common, you still were able to do that in like two months, three months. Yes.
0: Yes. So that is true. I still went through the process really fast. Um, The good thing, obviously, with when it's you know, matching through like a private, like through Facebook or anything like that, then you don't have like this wait list or a clinic that you're having to wait on to like have appointments. Like I, it, I was on my own timeline. which is So awesome. I literally like within a solid week, found a lawyer, got it all like written up. We also had to, part of, like, the clinic um, required you to do, like, a counseling session to make sure that you um, were, like, basically of sound mind to be able to adopt the embryos.
1: And you and Chris had to go through that, right?
0: Yes. So we both had to be on the call, um, and then they had to, like, basically send over their assessment over to the clinic to make sure that we, like, checked all the boxes and that we were... To, um, to actually adopt the embryos.
1: I'm surprised you were able to do that all so fast.
0: I mean, honestly, I don't know how. It just all, everything just kept like working out, truly.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it just, everything aligned with finding a lawyer and then- I also am like the type of person where if you don't answer me within like 24 hours, I'll keep emailing you. So
1: that's great. That's great.
0: I don't know if it's it's a great thing, but they probably just were so annoyed and just wanted to get it done with.
1: So, so basically you have everything scheduled in Michigan. So then you guys flew up there, stayed in the Airbnb and transferred and then flew home.
0: So we drove because I was petrified to fly that my, that was um, my next question. Yes.
1: I don't blame you.
0: Yeah. So we drove, it was like 11 hours um wow that was yeah that was rough but my in-laws came with us they were so sweet and they they literally my father-in-law drove the whole time oh my gosh they came with us they stayed in the airbnb my mother-in-law like cooked me all these like soups and warming foods after the transfer um but yes it was we drove because I was so scared that something would that happen. That
1: makes me feel a little bit better about my mate, baby moon we did last month. Yeah. We drove, yes, eight, drove nine hours and like, I didn't go, you know, like I would have loved to go somewhere cooler than we, I mean, it, it was so great, but huh. I just was like, No.
0: Yeah. I was like, I've gotten to this point and I know people fly I mean, I wound up flying later in my pregnancy and it was totally fine. This is just
1: our brains. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was like the only way I think for me to try and be able to control the situation that I was like, okay, if I'm driving, like I'm not going to be on an airplane. Uh Like
1: I can't say that's why it didn't work or like for me, I was like, I can't even say like, okay, well that's why I miscarried. Like, yeah, I just, anyways.
0: So we drove. And then, which is so funny is like, we had to like on the way back especially like stop I mean because I was so nervous of blood clots and everything yeah. and I took 11 hours but like I was like I just had the transfer so I made them stop like every hour and a half two hours so I could walk around and then I had to do like the PIO shot in the car oh, gosh. so that was fun because like it was specific time um but yeah we drove so, so and now I'm to the point awesome. where I'm like every transfer I'm gonna drive to Michigan. Like,
1: it was your very first IVF transfer, even though you had done numerous egg retrievals and uh, stuff. Were you, when did you test?
0: Five days after.
1: Five
0: days, yes. Yes, which was, like, I honestly, if I probably wanted to test, like, the next day, and I know obviously it doesn't work like that, but I literally would have tested probably at four days. I, on the fifth day, I, this was my fault. I was going to tell myself, wait till the seven days, but then I went to Target and I saw a pregnancy test. So I was like, let me just buy it, but I'll like, hold on to it. You just yeah, saw okay. the
1: pregnancy test. You did. Just I know. Right? I, I I ended, ended up in the aisle. across it.
0: Okay, yeah, Bullshit.
1: <laughs> that's such a unique aisle to be on. Right, oh yeah,
0: you know, I'm just, I'm just down here for fun. But no, but then even worse, I literally was like in the car and I was like, okay, yeah, well, I have the test. I'll just like go home. I'll just put it away and I'll wait till oh, day wow. seven. Um, but yeah, no, there was no way. The minute that it was in my hand and I was home, I tested instantly.
1: I know. I tested four days after my transfer. Yeah.
0: No, so yeah. you get it. I feel like everyone, I mean, you have to have some willpower to wait till beta because I cannot do it. I, can, so. I don't know
1: how the girls do it, That do yeah. it. That's awesome though. Gosh, like what a story. I mean, it. you make okay. it sound like very seamless, which it could be, um, yeah do you get a beta drawn at these
0: private clinics? Yeah. So I also, I'm very thankful because my OBGYN, I'm obsessed with her. So, which now moving forward, I know, which I didn't even think of, and I don't know if everyone's OB would do this, but she told me she would do my monitoring for me. That's awesome. Like going through the transfer process. So for the next one, she's going to do it. But, um, I did reach out to her. But I did for the first beta, I did one of the private ones. The only thing that's hard with that is that insurance doesn't cover some things. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of can get expensive fast. Um, but yeah, so I did the monitoring with her, um, uh, my OB and then I went every single week. Um, which you
1: told me that. Yeah. Cause I thought I was so cool going, I guess I kind of went every week until nine weeks and then I got yeah. out.
0: Yeah. So I literally had, uh, I had three betas I think it was yeah. three. Yeah, that's
1: um, I, yeah. Yeah. I
0: did three betas. And then after that, I was getting scanned every single, <laughs> literally every that's single awesome. week, which was really nice. But, um, I will say obviously my story, and I know this was kind of like a quick overall, um, or just like overview of the whole thing, but it isn't always this like easy and seamless. So I don't want you like, be like discouraged if this doesn't happen this way um we're very grateful that we did like get a family that re- like reached out to us and it just all worked out um so don't be discouraged if you are on that waiting list for the clinic um like I said I'm walking kind of through this with somebody else just kind of sharing uh, our journey with them and hopefully helping Pinch of it. are you talking you talking
1: we're talking oh. about you so I guess you can talk yeah
0: then we have a little visitor who just popped in. He just woke up. Um, but it, you know, it may not be like that for everyone. And so I don't want you to get discouraged if you are on that two um, year waiting list. Um, but definitely reach out. Like I think take advantage of this, the community that you know there is in fertility and um, IVF and just everything that social media has to offer.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I like, yeah. And I I mean, you say it's easy, but it was so hard. I mean, you push through and I know we're not going to really talk about traditional adoption on this episode, but it's the same thing. You feel like you're running an absolute marathon and everything's hard and it's just roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, but it does work out. And there's so many stories of it working out.
0: Yes. Like he, I mean, I had so many times that we just cried and going through the process, like figuring out lawyers and just don't give up. Like I, I know that sounds so cliche, but it's so worth it. All the sleepless nights to make sure all the paperwork is done as quick as I can, because I knew how bad I wanted, wanted this little boy right here.
1: That's so so awesome. (laughs) Well, obviously we'll like share everything in the show notes and um, I guess we'll air this. Gosh, we're recording on July 1st. So we'll probably air this one on Monday and then... Mm -hmm. Our next one will be with Dr. Gregory about you know, the overturn of Robert. Yeah. So we'll oh. definitely, um, if you guys listen to this on Monday, we'll start, put something out on Instagram with like questions that you guys want to ask her. She's an absolute open book. She's a firecracker We might have to do a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of like, um, what of like bowling way and like barriers on her a little bit, but okay. we'll put something out so you guys can, um, ask a ton of questions.
0: And also let us know, like, if you like this, just Kat and I talking too, um, because obviously we love having our guest on and we love being able to talk about different topics. But if there's anything ever that you want just Kat and I to talk about, let us know. Um, Because, you know, Kat and I love to yeah, just hang out yeah, and check too.
1: I know. And we're definitely planning on doing a season two. So we're going to like kind of revamp some stuff. This was definitely a passion project we just kind of we like ran with it and it started going really fast mondays came way faster than i thought they would (laughs) um so we had just been really heavy on the guests but um i think we'll start sprinkling in some episodes of amanda and i especially when we get into season two
0: yeah well thank you guys and we will talk to you next week